shows that make you laugh, shows that make you think, music that moves you. It can only be one place. Universal Broadcasting Network. Tune in at ubnradio.com. Animal Magnetism, exploring animal care for creatures great and small, conservation and preservation in today's world. Find out what a single voice can do to make a difference in the lives of animals. Animal Magnetism with Carolyn Hennessy starts right now on UVN Radio. She is live, Miss Carolyn Hennessy. Really? Are we on? Did we did we play the intro music and the whole thing? <laughs> yeah, yes, yes this we is did. Very, this is very exciting. Good morning, or actually good evening, listeners. It's morning for me because we are pre-recording this. Uh, welcome to another episode of Animal Magnetism. I am your host in absentia today, Carolyn Hennessy, and I am in absentia because I'm driving around Los Angeles in my car. Because here's the deal, listeners. I am not in studio today with my wonderful guest, Larry Kay, both my fabulous producer, Andrea. Say hello, Andrea. Hello, hello. Camille Lacotte, our vegan correspondent. Hello, Camille. Hello. And I are on the phone, and I am not in the studio because today it, the, uh, the audacity of the L.A. Marathon. This isn't even... This isn't even the AIDS walk, something I could thoroughly get behind and understand. This is for just someone to win a Mercedes and a lot of money. And I am, it is, is it wrong for me to just want to, I don't know, take a side street and plow through them as they're running on sunset in order, to get, in order to get to the studio? Is that so wrong? I don't think so. All right. So here's the thing. Normally, uh, I, would do, I, would, I would have a little banter. In fact, you know what? Let's just have a little banter up, up front because I need to tell everybody why the last two shows have been repeats, whereas normally they wouldn't be because we haven't really been on hiatus. I have been out of the state filming in Atlanta of all places, and for upcoming shows, I want everyone to know that I have tremendous footage of me at the Georgia Aquarium, swimming with whale sharks and spending the night in the tunnel that runs underneath the Ocean Voyager exhibit, and I was all alone. And, uh, and it is some of the most magnificent, well, it was the most magnificent experience. And it was not great footage because I'm a crappy photographer, but you will get the idea. So there is that coming up on a future show. And there is also uh, my, my uh, visit to uh, Fort Lauderdale and the Pet Project for Pets and the amazing work that they are doing down there. So those are later shows coming up. But today in studio, where I am not, is Larry Kay and and Andrea, you got to read his bio because I'll get pulled over in my attempt to try and find a different way into the studio. Exactly. So, Larry, thank you so much for being with us. Just before you read the bio, I will say that I had the extraordinary pleasure of first meeting Larry and getting to know him on January second of this year because. As everyone knows, I was writing in the Lucy Pet Foundation on the Lucy Pet Foundation um, Rose Parade float, and Larry was jogging alongside doing some uh, doing some live streaming, right? Right. Larry. Yeah, I am still and here. I'm... Yeah, right. Yes, yes. <laughs> good, good. Right. Did you did did you hear my question to you? I sure did. Yes. So that 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 if I if my memory is correct, that is how we met. Yes. I, yes. I was wearing a wetsuit that day because, as you remember, <laughs> atop the float, there was a swimming pool with a wave machine and surfing dogs. I mean, who makes this stuff up dogs. other than Joey Herrick? You know, the then Joey the Herrick, the the, the indomitable, inimitable Joey Herrick, <laughs> of course. And so I was I was wearing a wetsuit. Holding cameras, microphones, blah blah blah, and as you say, also running around. It was a gas. It was really a it, lot of fun. It, I have had a number of mind-boggling, life-altering experiences this year. One of which was started. You know, so we started the year off right, uh, riding on the Rose Parade float, and and the other was um, again spending the night in the uh, in the observation tunnel in the Georgia Aquarium. By the way, I was all alone. Me, eight mantas, four whale sharks, and about oh. five thousand other creatures. So, so this, these, these were these were life-altering experiences. 
Larry, and I'm so glad to have met you there. Um, so tell me, first of all, before Andrea asks the question, which I, you know, I, I, I insist that she asks every, uh-huh. how did you come to be involved with Joey, the Lucy Pet Foundation? I know you're big, big with spay and neuter, but how did you, how did you come to be there that day? Yeah. <laughs> well, um, uh, as you know, Carolyn, I have uh, two million Facebook fans. And, what? you know, who, yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> and uh, so, it, it, you know, and the funny thing about it is uh, it wasn't a goal that I set out to have. You know, I didn't say goal sheet, two million Facebook fans. <clears throat> it, you know, I had, I had goal sheet make a difference, be on mission with my work, which is all about pet-related causes, animal-related causes. Uh, uh, but I threw enough spaghetti at the wall, and lo and behold, here comes this great Facebook page. Well, so And it's stuck. It, and it's <clears throat> stuck, yeah. And so, uh, you know, and I'm going to say this with just a little braggadocio, uh, everybody All the braggadocio <laughs> you want, my friend. All you want. This is my show, and I encourage braggadocio. Okay. Go. Well, <clears throat> you know, a lot of people want a piece of Larry. <laughs> and, um, right? And right? I, okay. Yeah. I love it. And um, I, because I'm only so, I only have so much <laughs> bandwidth, uh, I can only do so many projects. Well, I guess it was October or November, I got contacted by somebody on Joey's team saying, gee, would I mind uh, uh, helping out something with the Lucy Pet Foundation because they're doing this extraordinary rose parade thing? And we began a conversation, and then it just kind of snowballed. It's like, hey, Mary, why don't you be on the float? I mean, and again, Joey is this amazing creator and, and, you know, why don't we try to do Facebook Live and all this kind of stuff, and we could generate, you know, a lot of impressions, to put it in media lingo, and that's how it snowballed. So I ended up there in a wetsuit <laughs> in a swimming pool and uh, having, having a great time. It was really a gas, and, and obviously part of the treat of that was uh, you and I getting to meet. Uh, in the final video that I made, uh, there's a shot of you. I just ran up to the front of the float where you were, and you make a comment about spay and neuter. And it was, you, we'd never met before. And here it is, you know, you're already raring to go about your mission. And uh, that, was, that was really a treat for me. Um, so you were, you were saying that Joey had asked you to be uh, to, uh, to, to be a part of his Rose Parade festivities, snowballed into Facebook Live, and you wearing a wetsuit, and so on and so forth, and, and, uh, and that was extraordinary. Um, let, me, let me go back, and actually, because, again, I'm still driving, right. seeing runners everywhere. Let me actually have Andrea read some of your extraordinary bio so that we understand how you came to have two million followers on Facebook. I mean, on, for, your, for your Positively Woof Facebook page. Andrea, you ready to do that, Betty? Because yeah. Carolyn am. doesn't want to be pulled over. <laughs> Carolyn cannot be pulled over. Not today, folks. Uh, Not today. Larry Kay believes that when we discover pets, we discover ourselves. And I think that is one of the most beautiful quotes I've ever read. I just, I can't even tell you. I think, I think Larry, may, we may purloin that. We may simply steal that and put it at the top of the animal magnetism page. And, and, and I hope you're giving your permission because we may do it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so with, yes, more than 2 million Facebook fans and 100, and I mean 100 million Facebook video views, Larry'sPositivelyWolf.com platform promotes shelter dog adoptions with web pills, a blog, and are really innovative sponsored projects that raises funds and promotes animal welfare causes. And we're going to touch into that uh, a little bit later. And it is such a neat idea. It's very, very simple, people. It's about a click. It's about a subscribe. It's about a follow. And you can make a difference within a, within. Because, because when people, just tangentially, 
when because listen, you are you you taught production at NYU. You have got best-selling books on Amazon. You started out in the entertainment field for all intents and purposes, correct? Well, that's right. Yeah. This. You know, okay. If you and, would, if you yeah, would have told yeah. me, you know, 25, 30 years ago that I would be making films with shelter dogs, I would have been surprised. This was not my plan. Right, because it's, your okay. background is in some amazing documentaries. You've worked in the gaming industry, uh, uh, Disney, on uh, uh, the Disney integrated website. So it's just, you have such a neat, diversified background. And unlike Carolyn said, author two, amazing books, bestsellers, Life's a Bark, What Dogs Teaches About Life and Love, and the number one Amazon dog training bestseller, Training the Best Dog Ever, that earns you two National Book Awards. Cheers. Awesome. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. So Andrea, Andrea has what I think is, a, is, a, is, is probably the best lead-off question for every guest on the show, and then, and then a follow-up question after that. So Andrea, go. Yes. Okay. So it's kind of a twofold because of your background, because we are really fascinated about your journey, because you did start entertainment. You were a film person. That was your passion. And we want like we would love to hear the story of how you did that transition from entertainment, but still entertainment. You're you're entertaining us with videos, but from traditional entertainment to this entertainment with a cause. How did you get there? And then the second, you know, the follow up with that is, uh, and it's a question we love hearing people's answers for is, what was that moment? What was that animal that you bonded with that you had that? aha moment and said this is what I was really meant to do and I'm going to use all my skills to do this yeah what a long strange trip it's been big big question um, so go for it yeah thank, thank you and and yes you're right it was an animal that really created that segue I have I have zigzagged my entire career I've I love new kinds of ideas and inventions and innovation. I've always loved that. I'm best when <coughs> I'm doing something for the first time. And, and I don't mean I'm really great at it, but it, it seems like it's just best for me that I'm constantly inventing. That's just the way I work. So if I were to do, to do the same thing over and over again, what I prefer to do is to mentor people, to teach people. You know, you mentioned I used to teach college. Um, I love that aspect of it. And you know, uh, once I learn something, I love to teach other people to step into that, so that I can invent the next thing. And it's just been zigzagging the whole way. So um, I had a major life event in 2001. Um, uh, my wife and I mutually decided to split up. And uh, uh, we had no kids, but we did have a dog. And uh, she lovingly uh, gave me the dog. It was a golden retriever named Higgins. And um, <laughs> yeah, and, and uh, yeah, uh, as I say, uh, Higgins was a used dog. Uh, th that's another name I have for uh, shelter dogs and adopted dogs. And um, <laughs> so, um, previously owned. <laughs> previously owned. There you go. Low mileage. <laughs> and um, so, um, uh, I chose to move back to Los Angeles, my birthplace. And um, uh, it, I felt at home here. And now I was in a place in my life where I could reinvent myself with responsibility only to myself. But at that time, I was somewhat well known. And, and Higgins. And, and Higgins. Higgins. That's right. Well said. Uh, and uh, so at that, at that point uh, in my life, I was somewhat well known in, in children's media, but uh, I had, all the passion had drained out of me. And it wasn't because I was particularly, I think I was just burned out on life, you know, it just this life altering event of, an, of a divorce and moving to a new place. And so um, I began to s 
I've always wanted to create my own business. And, uh, and, and so, well, what am I going to do? And it's something in media. And I, I think, and then I thought, well, it's got to have maybe something with children in it because that's where I'm known. And I began looking at different market uh, opportunities, different business opportunities. And I thought, well, something in pets would be good. And I studied the pet industry from a business perspective. So oh, interesting. I had no idea, Carolyn, that I would get bit so hard by this love bug. I mean, the, no the, pun yeah. intended. Yeah. <laughs> Pun intended, perhaps. <laughs> pun, pun very much. Pun, pun very much intended, indeed. So, um, yeah. I, you know, I, I, I initially created a DVD for preschoolers about dog safety and dog care called <laughs> Animal Wow. And um, because I'd done work with the Muppets and Disney and all that kind of thing, I got to, you know, create something that had puppets and original songs and comedy and animation and special effects and, you know, and it was, it's a good little DVD and it won a ton of awards and it got picked up for distribution by PetSmart. And it sold about five copies, you know. <laughs> it was just, hey, it was just one of those things. It just didn't work out. I, I was on the front page of the L.A. Times business section. And, uh, and still, you know, close but no cigar. So I kind of like Eeyore and Winnie the Pooh with my tail between my legs. <laughs> Uh, well, that didn't work out so good. What am I going to do now? And as I had one foot out the door, just the whole pet thing really just kept coming back to me. And most, okay. most significantly, there was this catalyzing event. This was in 2009, right after President Obama was first elected. And you remember that he had promised the kids they were going to get a dog. So oh, yeah. Bo, Bo finally came to the White House. Now, Bo that, at that point was uh, close to a year old. So, of course, those of us, you know, in the dog space were wondering, well, where the, where's the dog been for the last, you know, nine months? You know, what, what's the story? You know, and it seemed that the, the dog had some skills, that Bo had some, you know, skills. Gee, who was the dog trainer? Well, that person got outed. Don Sylvia Stasowitz. And uh, the moment that I read uh, about her name, fifth, I immediately mm -hmm. doing internet research. It's like, oh, who is this person? And 15 minutes later, I'm leaving her a voicemail. I'd like to do a freelance uh, magazine article on you. And we connected. And to make a long story short, we ended up writing a book together. Mm. Um, yeah. And um, amazing. Yeah. So um, maybe that's kind of the also a, a I think another lesson. Try stuff. Be oh, be, because be you bold. never you never know. You never know what's going to work. You never know where, you, where your next opportunity is coming from and literally what's going to stick. I love the fact that it started off because listen, I'm, I'm a huge capitalist. I really am. Mm -hmm. Money is nice. And anyone who tells you different uh, maybe doesn't have it, but and sh and should. So there you go. Uh, by the way, guess who's walking in the studio right now? That would oh. be me. Um, <clears throat> I know. I I am I, my middle name is persistence. So it was. It's it started out as sort of a capitalist venture, and then became, and then and then and then your love for animals kind of took over from there. Animals are animals are fascinating. Uh, what, there's, a, there's a wonderful quote. Um, unless one, um, unless has, one has, has loved an has animal, loved a part of oneself part remains of unawakened. And which I, which I, which I thoroughly, truly, thoroughly, truly. Um, uh, Hello, listeners, I'm here. Hi, there's my camera. Um, <laughs> because, listen, because, no listen, LA Marathon no LA is going to, uh, is going to, to, uh, to keep me from being Hang on, we're hanging up because we don't want interference. And goodbye. Hello. Hi. So, yay! Yay, I'm here. Um, thank you. Thank you. If for nothing else, I deserve that for 
driving all around. Um, so so it so it started out as a as a as a as a business venture, and then animals as they oh, as as they will just sort of took you have you have the animal heart now you have the preservationist conservationist animal welfare heart. I'm maybe in love. <laughs> I don't know. It's possible. Um, possible. Um, so Andrea, I should put these on. No, I don't need to put these on. Do put I? those on. Oh, listeners, it's such a it's a it's a wild madcap show today. Um, <laughs> Tony, you can take my picture down because now I'm here. Okay. So Andrea, have you asked the um, the, the the all important question of? Yes, yes, we did, and we've established it was uh, our 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 boy Higgins. Higgins, that's right, that's right. Higgins. Higgins. So, oh, oh, let me let me finish up that story yes. about him. Yes. Oh, so, keep going. So, so I, you know, I originally had it that I was serving, you know, him. I was changing his life. You already know the answer. Of course, here, I know Carolyn. the answer. It's like, of course, I, I know had the answer. No idea that he was going to transform. Not, they not save. They save us. Oh, God, they save us. That's right. Tissue. That's right. That's right. And we you we know. we encourage braggadocio, <laughs> capitalism, and crying on this show. That's 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 what this show is all about. Yeah. Because because there's too much out there that will crack our souls in two. That will break our hearts. Yeah. So we we encourage all of the fun things. That's Higgins. That's Higgins. Oh, oh look at that. Good. What a groovy, groovy, groovy dog. You know what? That <coughs> is, um, he, this is actually uh, a month or two before he passed at age 15 and a half. Nice. And he, he got, he got up for that day. You know, it's like, I wanted to do a photo shoot, you know, for, for this book here. And, uh, let's see here. There's, there's the, f there we go. There's <laughs> the photo right there. There it is. And uh, <laughs> same photo. Yeah. Training the best dog ever. Positive reinforcement training. Yeah, he really he he really got <laughs> up that day, and uh, we were able to do the photo shoot. And um, I, I'm just so grateful that I've got that that one last photo with you him. You have dogs now, of course. <laughs> yeah, I do. How many? I have one. Okay. Who is a total handful. Okay. I have. A now I'm calling him three year old, three and a half year old. Mm. I have no idea What's how the name? old is. His name is Spider, and he's an Australian wow. cattle dog. And if you know anything about the breed, oh my gosh, they have really high drive. Yeah, yeah. They wanna they wanna be herding. Yeah. They wanna be herding things. Yes. Yeah, and they will herd you. Yeah. If there's if there are no cattle. Around. And all of my golden retriever <laughs> tricks throw him out the window. No, 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 no. You know, no, no. he's smarter than me. He's way above my pay grade. Listen, my dogs, <laughs> mm. uh, Liza Jane, Sophie Tucker, and Arbuckle, mm. all all of them are, sm are smarter than I am. Yeah. To, to, a, to, a, to a dog, they are smarter than I am. Um, okay. All right. We have now discovered many, many things about the fabulous Larry Kay. So let's talk about some of the things that you're onto now. You're promoting shelter adoptions. You work with one shelter in particular, creating videos for them. Right. All right, because we're because we're also going to talk about positively woof. Because basically, listeners, anything you want to know about Larry, and there is much to know, you can go onto his Facebook page, Positively Woof. And I believe, let's see, there's Life's a Bark, the be training the best dog ever. There are amazing positive reinforcement training books out there. Um, my mentor, Grace Stafford, mm -hmm. has a book called Zumility, mm -hmm. and which goes hand in glove with 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 yours because he's he is only PRT. He's only positive mm -hmm. reinforcement training. That's a great so, book. By so the way, so let's talk about the shelter that you are involved yeah. with. Yeah, <coughs> it's it's called Pet Orphans of mm -hmm. Southern California, PetOrphans.org, and they're uh, up close here in Van Nuys. Um, they're, they're an early shelter in Los Angeles. They were first established in 1973 by three society ladies. We love those society ladies, and, don't we? And in 1981, they physically built the shelter, which still exists, and um, at that point was state-of-the-art, um, and little by little, they, they grew it. Well, um, uh, sadly, all three of the ladies have passed away. And uh, so now, leaving legacies, I'm sure. You got <coughs> it. Exactly. Society ladies. Yeah, I mean, it's just a beautiful legacy. So, um, 
the, um, you know, there's uh, unfortunately no more endowment, but now they're the people who are putting it back together are doing a great job of giving it a, a new life. A new life. Yeah. So did it sort of fall away for, for, for a bit without the endowment, and now people, are, people have taken it over. I'm so glad. I'm so glad that people don't let <coughs> animal causes j fade away, yeah. die. This is, that's yeah. wonderful. Yeah. That's wonderful. Yeah. And you are helping to give it new life. Yeah, it really feels good to be part of the team. I'm, I'm proud to say that they just recently reopened the veterinary clinic. Yeah, nice. an on-site veterinary clinic, nice. which in addition to providing care for all the shelter dogs on campus, if you will. Campus, yeah, um, at school. Yep. Uh, they also provide low-cost veterinary care right in the neighborhood, which is a working-class neighborhood in Van Nuys. Van Nuys is a working class neighborhood. I grew up um, in a neighborhood that was very close to Van Nuys, and uh, yeah, it's um, there. We don't, you don't have a lot of uh, of, uh, of uh, mansions. You don't right. have a lot of estates. <laughs> There's uh, not a landed gentry. Not a lot of landed gentry over there. Um, but but a lot of hardworking, you know, middle class people who probably would take care of their would have more pets and would adopt more if they because veterinary bills are just. Yep. excruciatingly high. They are non-starters for some people. Exactly. Which is, A, let's get back to Joey Herrick mm. and the mobile spay and neuter bus, which mm -hmm. I scrubbed in on. I think that was our last show. Yes. Yes, yes I scrubbed in. And I actually want to scrub in some more. But that's his cause celeb. He he takes, he takes needs about 100 more of those buses so he can service pay pretty much the entire United States. Amen. But he goes f from Pacoima to... You know, South South Los Angeles to Boyle Heights, all low cost, no cost spay and neuter, and this this is now um, this is now a site that's uh, it's a it's a brick and mortar, right? And so people can go there, and it's low cost. Yeah, it's really <coughs> exciting, and because the f this Facebook page actually earns revenue, I'm able to contribute it back, you know, to causes that I care about and to provide for a team. And Amazing. Yeah, I'm Amazing. Just One of the so, I so I got to um, donate uh, uh, some dental equipment for the clinic. Nice, because dogs' teeth are important. Exactly. Cats' teeth are important. Yeah. All God's children's teeth are important. Um, you also uh, work work with American Humane. Uh, yes. And Robin Gansert, uh, who's head of head of American Humane. Um, I'm actually an ambassador oh. for American Humane, so that's a that's a big cause cause celeb for me. And uh, and you 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 do things with them. Well, <coughs> yes, they um, they were the first to endorse Animal Wow, that children's DVD, because their original charter, you know, as you know, they've been around for well more the than The oldest, the, lo yeah. the longest running. And so, you know, their charter <coughs> initially was protecting children and <coughs> animals. You know, back in the day, still they is. were probably it's both. True. <laughs> it's true. They, st they have Red Star, um, mm. the, and they, they still have uh, have much much of their funds go to goes to toward uh, protecting children in need as well. Yeah. yeah. So <coughs> this was kind of a fit, you know, a DVD to teach little kids pet safety, dog safety, and dog care. Wonderful. You know, was kind of a fit, and they loved, you know, the DVD and, and endorsed it. Fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic. You do so much, and um, we may run over a little bit because I got here a little late. But we're going to take just a tiny little break now because we have fabulous from New York. We don't have her. We don't have her. We lost her. She's having connection issues. Well, it's such a fascinating show today, kids. <laughs> um, yeah, why don't we run a vegan tease? This will be something maybe you've heard before, but... It's still a great recipe, I'm sure, whatever it's going to be. So, okay, we're running it. Once again, it is now time for my fave segment of the show, The Vegan Teas, because you know what? I'm a foodie, and I'm becoming sort of a vegan foodie, which is crazy considering I was raised a carnivore. No more, no mas. We have our fabulous contributing correspondent, the beautiful Camille Lacotte, our vegan chef extraordinaire. What do you have for us today, Camille? Today, I have cowboy tacos. Yeehaw! Ride them! Ride them, cowboy. You can wear a cowboy hat while you're cooking this or eating this meal. 
Boots not required. Boots not required. Or or you can just wear boots, <laughs> which is which is probably how I would do it. Now, yeah. you, what, you know, we have connected several times in our local Trader Joe's, and exactly. all of these life in the fast lane mm-hmm. meals, these vegan cheeses, are basically quick, down, dirty, easy. Exactly. Get these get these ingredients at Trader Joe's. But you and I actually met again, again over this one over this this and wonderful you one told me about this and you told me to get these ingredients and i did and i'm, and yep. and I'm in love. you're basically making cowboy tacos out of um beefless ground beef mm-hmm. which i know kind of sounds a little ironic but, but it's but great it, it's great you put a little that taco seasoning in it you fill up your gluten-free corn shell tacos mm-hmm. again you can get them at your local trader joe's or health food store and then you just add a bunch of veggies and you've got a great meal you can eat it be pumped up and get back on the ranch in no time. And back on the ranch. Yeehaw! In your high kicking red boots. That's right. Go get some, folks. You know you want to. Back at you later. <laughs> we had, we had uh, connection issues with Camille live today, but y'all just heard a great vegan tease. And you know what? What is it? Vegan tacos? Vegan tacos are great anytime. Could just eat them like, like this. And she will have her recipe for, I believe it's vegan blueberry peach cobbler next time promise so there you go we are back with larry k the 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 renaissance man of the animal preservation and conservation world because there's pretty much nothing you don't do uh andrea i think has a has 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 a question or two for you before we get into oh my gosh what can we i mean human animal bond and how important that is andrea go baby girl oh (laughs) so we we touched on a little bit about positive reinforcement training, and I just want to take a moment and let's remind our audience exactly what is the definition of positive reinforcement What's your training. definition? <clears throat> yes. Well, as I see it, you have four choices. You it's know, true. For training it's an true. Animal. That's true. Okay, so you can be, you know, you can give a dog a carrot or you can give a dog a stick. Right. Right? So you have, you have reward or punishment right. carrot or stick right all right so the positive would be the stick the aversive i mean i'm sorry positive the is the positive is the carrot positive the thank you right exactly positive is the carrot or in this aversive. case the dried chicken strip let's there just say you go. that yeah aversive is the stick, the stick. okay <clears throat> so now you have let's set those up on a, on a matrix okay? right i'm gonna get really geeky here that's so, fine i love we love geeks okay so you're your positive is your carrot or your chicken strip, mm-hmm. all right. Mm-hmm. And now, the your that and that's your first choice mm-hmm. in in uh, directing a dog's mm-hmm. behavior, uh, cueing a dog, right? Shaping exactly. So your first choice is the, to give the carrot, to give the mm-hmm. chicken strip. Mm-hmm. Your second choice, which we're going to call the stick, is no carrot. Right. Okay. So then. Um, um, so those are our two, 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 two positive, two positive choices, right. and that encapsulates what positive reinforcement mm-hmm, training mm-hmm. is. And now, for a moment, we'll just move to the aversive side, right, where we never want to go, but we're going to teach you what it is anyway, so right. you don't go there. Right. So your third choice <coughs> is the carrot on that side is that they don't get the stick. The, the the stick on that side. Yeah. No. The, the, no, no. No. The, the carrot. Oh. 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 Right. That right. Side right. Is the no the stick. positive. Right. The thing that they want is not to get hit with a stick. Exactly. Right. And uh, then and then the your fourth, the fourth choice is, of, is the stick. Is the stick exactly? Right. So you know negative as, reinforcement training right. is not getting hit with the stick. You yeah. don't get anything good. Right. But you, what you don't get that's good is you don't get punished. Right. It's weird. <laughs> and you know what? Don't even go there. Right. You, always want, you always want the carrot. You always want the chicken strip. Yeah. And it's how you use it that makes it like positive something or other training, positive denial training or something, and then positive mm-hmm. reinforcement training. Yeah. PRT, that's the way to go. That's, all, that's, that's really the only thing you need. Yeah. So, your, so, so, so your version of PRT is... It, well, that. That, that, <laughs> yeah. exactly. And I'm, I'm... And your perspective of, on it, yeah. yeah. So <clears throat> one of my mentors in that space was the uh, Ian Dunbar, Dr. Ian Dunbar, mm-hmm. the, the founder of the Association for Professional Dog Trainers and who endorsed the book, I'm proud to say. And um, <laughs> thank you for the plug, Carolyn. 
Uh, We're all about plugging capitalism, <laughs> uh, braggadocio, and tears. <laughs> so um, he says something that I think is profound. If you don't <laughs> have, uh, I'm I'm going to botch the words here. That's okay. Paraphrase. Okay. If you don't have to give the stick, why give the stick? You know, you know it. He he even calls it cruel. It is. And so you know, if you if you don't have to be cruel, why should you even do that? Well, you now know. we get into me and elephant trainers with the Ancus. There you go. Who have maybe tiny little penises who decide oh. they want to. Well, it's true. Who decide they want, you know, short little men with tiny penises and a hook who can control this massive, magnificent, f- smart, smart, smart creature. Right. It's like, oh, yeah, I have to do that to prove I'm what? Masculine, my, 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 my machismo, my... My, uh, yeah, I, that's yeah. that's why I have to do that because they're twisted, not yeah. because there's anything right yeah. in it. But but now we get into ego, there and go. ego is the only reason to ever pick up a stick, and it's not the animal's ego; it's yours. Yeah. So put that stick down. And and even Learn. and <laughs> even giving them the benefit of the doubt that it's just sheer ignorance. Well, yeah. There's now enough tools out there to there's see that hello, you can use carrots or the elephant equivalent of carrots. You got these. There's yeah, no, exactly. there is never a need for ignorance. Exactly. Amen. Ever. Yeah. And everyone I know has one because when I was in Thailand, I saw mahouts with the Ancus riding on the elephant's head, talking on their cell phones. <laughs> and you know who you are. Right. <coughs> okay. Right. So yeah, positive. Yeah, there's, so there's, that's, that's there's never a need. Right. There's never a need. Right. There's never no, ever there's a need to harm an animal. Hmm. There's not, especially when I came across another thing that uh, Larry, I was doing my research on you. And you had a great acronym, LOVE, which mm. stands for listen, observe, validate, and empathize. Mm. A little bit of your wolf wisdom. I may quit. I, I mean, I, I may quit. I may, I may cry. <laughs> I may not, and I may not quit crying. That's, that's yeah. brilliant. That's Isn't brilliant. it brilliant? Listen, it's, observe, it's validate, simple. empathize. Yeah, it's, it's <clears throat> actually not mine. <laughs> but we're, it is we're now. <laughs> there you go. Um, but it's, you know, it's how... <laughs> I think it's important in communication, uh, and thank you for bringing that up, Andrea. It's something that I really try on my better days to adhere to. And, uh, you know, it's how we really listen to another. And um, it's about my stopping talking (laughs) and really trying to connect and making sure that I understand, truly understand what it is that maybe we can even co-create something in our conversation. What it is that Spider needs Mm. at the moment, what it is that my dogs Mm. need in the moment, what are they trying to tell me? And how am I going to react to that? Am I going to pay attention to them? Am I going to fly out the door and not listen to them? I mean, what's what's going on with me? But it's like I always have to constantly check in with those animals. Mm-hmm. It's interesting because we say that there's never a reason to be cruel to an animal. Now we're going. I'm going to I'm going to amend that just slightly because of my time Thailand, Cambodia, especially Nick Marks of the Wildlife Alliance, which is right outside of Phnom Penh. This an astonishing mm-hmm. five thousand uh, hect- hect- hectare. I'll just say acre because I don't know what they call it over there. A preserve, <coughs> where he has elephants, but these elephants have been taken sometimes out of the most abusive situations. And he only allows his trainers, when they take their elephants on the walk, because the elephants just have 5,000 acres to explore, and to carry, to carry an Angus only if those elephants, who their memory is forever and ever, and if they get spooked and if they feel threatened, that's it's only in defense. The, they can only use that Angus in defense, and that's that's actually a viable. Mm-hmm. That I, that I can get behind, but never to train an animal, never ever to train an animal. It's simply it's simply unnecessary. Yeah, yeah it's unnecessary, <coughs> and therefore, if it's unnecessary, it's cruel. Right. Let's talk about a little. Let's d- explore deeper a little the human animal bond and what you think humans can can the things that we can get. <sighs> out of the human wow. animal bond. Yeah, that's obviously a big question. It's huge. Because um, I think it's limitless. Yeah. Well, um, I have pretty regular conversations with a close friend of mine from high school, uh, Dr. Gary Steiner, who's now an animal philosopher 
at Bucknell University. Look this guy up. You might even want to have him on the show let's, someday. Let's repeat that for my yeah. listeners. Gary Steiner. All right. You can, you can Google him <coughs> and at, let's, and at let, Bucknell. And let's get in touch with him. And, yeah. And he's, he's an amazing animal philosopher. He speaks all over the world. And we've had, you know, really deep conversations. And, you know, he could put this far more eloquently than I. Um, but he, he has one book about anthropocentrism, okay? Let's, let's, ta- let's tease apart that word. As opposed okay? to anthropomorphism. Right? Yeah, exactly. Does anyone ever know what anthropomorphism is? It's giving human traits to animals yeah. basically so we've heard of ethnocentrism yes. we you know we think that our <laughs> ethnicity is the center of the world yes. our privilege is the center of the world well anthropocentrism is we're saying that our species is the center of the universe center of the world right and so we are invisibly viewing or, or, or unconsciously i should say we're in unconsciously viewing that we are the most important species on the planet because we've got thumbs and our brain and blah 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 and just because we have that is that does that make it philosophically right that we should you know create the world in our image that we should take over if you will God's job okay and so so he, he argues that if we step outside of our easy for you to say anthropocentrism, and we just imagine that elephants, you know, are equal to us, monkeys, dogs, even ants, you know, are, are equal to us. What would that world look like? And that's a, for me. My answer to it, for me in my one and only life this time around. This time around. <laughs> that's exactly what I say. People say, well, you know, I say, no, 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 no. This is, you don't need to worry about the next life. you got to worry about this life because yeah. this, this is the one you got this time around. Yeah. yeah. Just worry about, and, you know, karma, karma can be a bitch. Okay, so. <laughs> yeah, so uh, how that works in, in my life, to step outside of the anthropocentrism, it means being more present. I'm not living in the past. I'm not living in the future. M- there's much more spirit of now. Um, uh, yes, I have my survival needs, right? And I have, you know, my fear triggers, all that kind of stuff. But I think my natural state is closer to love. I think my natural state is, uh, at least in a social animal, um, and I know, Carolyn, how deeply fond of and committed you are with elephants you know they they, they sort of they're they're sort of the the largest jewel in mm. a many jeweled crown <laughs> you beautifully yeah, said yeah. um they're social animals and uh, i love social Familial animals, animals. Yeah. oh well said yeah uh, i <coughs> i think they teach me how to how to be that better being you know I do know. I do know. I say all the time on this show, uh, they don't need us. Animals do not need us. Mm. But we certainly need them. Now, if you look, for instance, at the Bible, I believe, and I'm not, I'm not a Bible-centric individual, um, but I believe in the Bible mm. somewhere, and someone can write into the show and tell me, that it says man tames the beasts of the field and the so on and so forth. And so I believe that it is part of the Christian dogma to look at animals as f- they're as products that we can use they are our servants we can train the horse we can domesticate the dog we can you know breed the cow and we get to eat them and wear them and they are simply there for our use which is wrong we, which is wrong uh, I, and, and this is coming from someone who actually I understand the food chain I get the food chain but for me, it's all about how we care for what we wear and how we treat what we eat. That's one of my mantras. <coughs> because the world that you're describing, what this world would have looked like, what would this world look like if we were not anthropo- anthropocentric? Isn't there a more in there somewhere? Anthropo. Anthropocentric? Centric. Both. Right. You got it. Anthropocentric. <laughs> if we were not. If we were not. <coughs> and we had this vision, and this vision was sort of all-pervasive, even, I'm going to say, even a hundred years ago. Hmm. 
even a hundred years ago, if we suddenly, if society suddenly had this sort of group consciousness, uh, sort of you know uptick in their in their conscious evolution, we would be walking side by side <coughs> with animals. Yeah. We would allow the plains to remain populated, mm -hmm. the Serengeti and the Savannah mm -hmm. and the Veldt to remain populated yes. with the animals that are naturally there. But we could walk side by side with these animals because they're really not out to get us. Mm. They're just not. <laughs> Unless they feel threatened. Yeah. And if we or don't they're super hungry. Yeah, or, or they're super <laughs> hungry and we've made the mistake of walking into their terrain. <laughs> um, so they're they're really they're they just they kind of they want to be by themselves. Yeah. We but and and we should let them. That's the world that I would see if we were not anthropocentric. Mm -hmm. Anthropocentric. Yeah. I'll get it. <laughs> that we would be walking, you know, that animals could be walking down Main Street. Yeah. That elephants could be, you know, w w I think we would also, had if we had this, this particular uptick in our consciousness, in the global consciousness, I think the world would be far less populated. It, wow. Because that, to me, is the single biggest issue with regard to the decimation of animal species. There's too many people on the planet. People. So that's, I, and I think I think 100 years ago, if we'd had that shift, we could be far less people and mm. far more animals. That's fascinating. Uh, that's, wow. that's, what, that's what I think, if, if, if we were not anthropocentric. Mm. That's, what, that's my vision of, of what this world could be or could have been. Mm. And I don't know that we'll ever get back to that. I honestly don't, because I think that we might be the dominant species on the planet in terms of sheer numbers, but in terms of, because no other animal is cruel to its own species. Mm. And we have managed to elevate that to an art. <laughs> There's no other animal that tortures its own species, that tortures its own kind. So I think, <laughs> in many ways, we're just lice, and we're going to be <laughs> shaken off. We're going to be shaken off at some point, and I don't particularly want to be around when it happens, uh, but who knows. So I love that. Mm. And what the things that we learn from animals, truly, we become love-centered individuals. Yeah. Because if we get back to what is our, I know that we, f I believe we have to sort of fight every morning to wake up and be good people. Mm. But animals don't. Mm. They, I don't think they do. Do you know? <coughs> yeah, it, it, it definitely takes some practice, you know, to be able to wake up in the morning and to be love-centric. Yeah. And um, I, I try to live my life by a personal mission, and on, on a, my good days, you know, I can do that pretty well. Um, I feel blessed that in my ever zigzagging, evolving career I that I it. get to do that in, in my career. And... Um, uh, to empower, to create abundance, <laughs> to to make a difference, to play well. And you learn that from animals, mm. from wa from love, listening, observing, uh, validating, and empathizing. And empathizing. Yeah. Boy, if every one of my listeners could 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 put that into practice every day. I'm 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 sure in in all of our ways we all do. In moments. In moments. And, and, it's, in moments. It, and it's a skill. It can be learned. I want everyone to go to Positively Wolf. It's Positively Wolf, Positively Wolf on Facebook. And check out this man because there is so much more that w we're, we're going to actually have you back. You'll come back, yes? Of course. Okay, good. Let's talk about the Facebook live shows, mm. though. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm Facebook I've live shows at Pet Orphans starting in September, this coming September. Uh-huh. And... And your dog tricks, your dog tricks project. You've got a book, a DVD, yeah. and a web web films coming in twenty two eighteen. I want to be a part of this. Cool. Just letting you know that cool. I want to be a part. Cool. My service. My Let's services. Do this. My services to you. So Facebook live shows at Pet Orphans. Let's yeah. talk about it. Oh <coughs> wow. Um, so, um, what if we trained shelter dogs like movie dogs? Right. What? Le le yeah. Right. Let's let's reframe it that shelter dogs are less than into shelter dogs are cool and they're sexy the ones you want and, and they're the ones you want. And so, <coughs> you know, what you know, if what if we help them to be glamorous movie stars like Carol and Hennessy? Oh, yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm a glamorous movie star. Yeah, very much. OK, go ahead. <laughs> and so. Um, 
that's kind of the idea behind this project that where we've been now making these short little web films with shelter dogs, you know, for the last couple of years. Right. And Which have over 100 million views. <coughs> 100 Just million original boy. views. Yeah. Wow. Just blows my mind. Again, I, I didn't know it was on my bucket list. Tell to me do how that. you make those films. What do you, what do you what's, what's, what's uh, you know, you wake up and I'm going to make a film today. So tell me Mo- what you do. Well, yeah, I, uh, most, most of the time we do it with camera phones. And the spirit of that is that this is all low tech that can be done in any shelter or any just neighborhood, blah, blah, blah. You know, whatever resource we all have, I mean, camera phones are now considered low tech, which yeah. is kind of mind right. blowing. Right, exactly. You know? yeah. And so, you know, instead of, you know, needing, you know, a big fancy kind of place, you just can just just go with what you got. So uh, you know, we film on site and it helps the shelter dogs get adopted and during the filming process, you know, we we behavior test them, we you know, teach them some basic behaviors. We uh, help them become better socialized, and it, nice. it you know, it, and then publicizing, of course, helps them to become helps more adoptable. To become adoptable, yeah. it's like l- not look at this face, but now we're going to show you what this dog can do right. and how this dog reacts to humans, and and you know, and what this dog, what an asset this dog can be in your home. Yeah. And how many animals have you gotten adopted from this process? Uh, R- get rough, rough, <laughs> rough guesstimate. Oh, 50. 50 dogs? Maybe, yeah. That's that's huge. Yeah. That's huge off of a website or a Facebook a Facebook page. That's huge. And it's only been up for how many years? Uh, well, we've been doing the video program for about two years now. And you've gotten 50 yeah. dogs adopted. Yeah, yeah. That's huge. Great. Yeah, and it's really, I, I, we're starting to hit our stride. You know, that's this amazing. This is all, I, I believe that past has been prologue. So with the, f- yeah, the Facebook, the Facebook Live piece, uh, we'll be actually doing a live, if you will, you know, type of a variety broadcast. show. A live broadcast. In, in, right in the yard there at Pet Orphans. And people can come and watch this. And people can. And meet you. Yeah. And participate. Yeah, yeah. And maybe walk away with, a, with, a, with a, you know, with giving a dog a forever home. How many times are you going to do this? Are you going to do it weekly? We're going to do it weekly. Yeah. I, um, I've been, my team knows that I've been wanting to do this for more than a year, uh, but we just haven't had the infrastructure, uh, and I frankly haven't had the bandwidth. I've just, I, I've got so many things on my plate right we now. We only have, yeah. we only have so many, there are so many hours in a day, yeah. and we can only stay up for so many of so, them. So my team knows, <coughs> and the folks at Pet Orphans know, it's like, okay, September, it's go time. We're doing this It's go time, this exactly. <laughs> clear the plate. <laughs> That's clear right. Clear the plate, clear clear the canvas of, yeah. of, of, uh, of other players. Yeah. And is, do you have a day picked out for this yet? Nah. No? no? Okay, all no. right. No. So we have a few I'll months. Tell you, I'll tell you what i got to get past first. Right now I'm writing another book. Oh, that's right. Yeah, let's on, talk, dog, uh, on dog trips. Okay, now and, and, let's... And, and, and I deliver the manuscript in the middle of June, and then finally I can turn my attention to what's next. That's right. And so let's talk about this. Yeah. The book, the DVD, and the web, web films starting yeah. in 2008. Right. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Dog tricks. Why? Well, again, I think going back to what if, you know, we train shelter dogs like movie dogs, and that was really the genesis of that. And then um, realizing that dog dog tricks are really fun. They are. And to really, you know, to really show off shelter dogs what they do. So I'm uh, writing this book with this is amazing guy who you may also want to have on the show, Chris Perandi. Let's, uh, let's get, okay, Great. Andrea, Andrea. Yeah. So uh, Larry's going to hook you up with some names and numbers. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So Perfect. Um, uh, Chris and his wife, Suhei, they travel all over the country doing, uh, last year was more than a thousand live shows calling, called the Stunt Dog Show. And all the dogs in their company are former shelter dogs. Hello. Hello. Hello, you know. please. Yes, please. Uh, and thank you. Yeah, exactly. So... They take these shelter dogs and they turn them into, you know, professional shelter dogs. And then sometimes when their company, if you will, you know, gets too big, <coughs> they'll adopt th- them, out. They'll adopt them yeah. out. 
you know? And it's heartbreaking for them because <clears throat> now they've raised these dogs to become elite trick dog performers and then to adopt them out to a family because they don't have enough bandwidth, you know, to, right. to take care of. They now have That's 11 right. dogs. That's right. But but the families are getting astonishing dogs. Oh now let's. I just want to, for those, the people who watch this show, the yeah. people who download this show, they know me by now. But for anyone who's new, let's just redefine in a way the term trick because mm -hmm. a lot of people hear the word trick and they go, well, you're just you're just training this animal to do a trick for for profit, like like for instance the orcas at SeaWorld. And mm -hmm. I want to be very yep. very clear about this. Yep. Tricks is another word for behavior, and very often the trick that you're asking or that you're training a, an animal to perform is the same trick, like lifting their leg, that would be necessary for them to perform when medical. Uh, when 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 they're in going through husbandry, when they're going through medical exams, when they're being asked to um, give blood, when they're being asked to kind of remain calm during a procedure, so that's it's not a trick; it's a behavior, and animals need to perform behaviors, i.e., tricks, stimulation, education, fun. They want to be brought to the party, and if you use positive reinforcement training to to train them to do a trick or behavior, they see it because positive reinforcement training is reward-based. They get, they're part of the family, and it's a party, and they want to be invited to that party, and it's, it's, they get strokes and treats and love and petting and you name it. So tricks are necessary. It's, it, I'm really glad that you frame it that way, Carolyn. It's really important. This is not about forcing a dog to do something for profit. A bunch of stuff right, exactly. It's going to make my ego super exactly. happy. Exactly. Right? This is about <coughs> finding those things that the dog Wa wants, wants to, to do. do. Wants to do. And so, um, you know, they have 11 <coughs> dogs, and some of them love to do certain things, and others love to do other things. Right. Uh, and you know, and that's how they show off the dogs. That's right. Um, I uh, I'm, I'm not going to name a name, but I attended a uh, performance with um, Trick Dogs uh, a few months back. Again, every Caesar Milan. Nope. Okay. Uh, um, <laughs> but every you know, we don't like him. <laughs> every every every, you know, because so many people want. I get a lot. You of can name a name, by the way, I'm, unless you really I, don't want to, because this no, show—it's no, my I'm, show. I'm I'm more positive. In fact, even with Caesar, <laughs> uh, to pa uh, <coughs> uh, paraphrase uh, Shakespeare, I come to praise Caesar, not to bury him. And the way I will praise him, I know, I know, you are I get far it. Far You're you're a bit you're a better man than I, Gunga Din. <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, how I will praise Caesar is this: first of all, I see him coming around to positive reinforcement. Do you? Little by little. Okay. But All right. Not, but not entirely. Mm -hmm. But secondly, you know, only 10% of people train their dogs. And there's so many so many dogs that get returned to the shelter because they pee in the house or they chew the house. And, you know, and, and that's, in my judgments, because, there you go, thank you. And that's because they're bored. Take some time, people. Read it. <laughs> and you know what? You didn't even need all of it. There's probably a heading. How to not to how not to get your dog to pee in a house exactly. or something like this. Yeah. All you need to read is that chapter, but you got to get the book. Okay, it's just it's all in it's all on you. It's not incumbent on the dog. It's on you. And if you love your dog, you want to get something like this to keep. And don't re, don't return your dog to the shelter. Yeah. Go on, please. So um, so okay. So setting <coughs> Caesar aside, and I'm, right. I'm proud to say that uh, <laughs> uh, Caesar and I have been battling it out on Amazon. And I am currently in first place. And As have well, you should be. And have been in first place for the last few As months. As well, I'm you really, should really be. Proud of that. Because your yours mm. is the yours is the correct way. There is no other way. Mm. All right. So um, so I saw the show, and I tell you, the animals did not look happy. Mm. And um, it's like, oh, I said to my friend who was accompanying me on that show, it's like this is not this is not a good thing. I am so sorry. I brought both of us here. And I'm even so sorry I, I told, you know, this company I would do them a favor because, you know, they told me they were doing things in a good way. And I didn't see it. Okay, let me ask you a question. <coughs> yeah. Did you go to that company and tell them what your, and tell them your thoughts? I shared it t with them in a very gentle way. And, mm. and that's, <coughs> you know, that's, you know, my style. Okay. I'm not going to, 
I'm not going to go further into that. All right. I'd rather concentrate on the positive because okay. I'll tell you. So Chris Parandi, on the other hand, he <coughs> and his wife Suhei, they do it in a great way. You see these dogs, they are so happy, happy. doing what they're doing because first and foremost, these are their pets. First and foremost, you know, they are just really, really well cared family for. Family members, yeah. They're family members. Uh, they, um, you know, who are doing elite tricks that they love to do. And it's, it's just astonishing to see them as entertainers to be able to create such of a healthy experience. Mm -hmm. And it really, I think it inspires other people to adopt shelter animals. So anyhow, we're writing this book together. Fantastic. We're doing a DVD together. And I deliver my manuscript, <laughs> you know, in in the middle of June, Fantastic. and then I get to turn my attention to making a DVD with Chris, and uh, uh, and and to preparing the Facebook Live show. Now, fortunately, the book doesn't come out until fall of 2018. Got it. So we have a lot of time to get it right. That's right, because <clears throat> yeah. writing is actually rewriting and Amen. editing. Amen. As, as well I know. As you know. As well I know. <laughs> yes. And, and you said something that's so important. You can actually tell when an animal is happy, people. It's obvious. You just got to love, listen, observe, validate, empathize. And if you can kind of wrap your mind around that concept, you will be able to tell when your animal is happy and when it's not. Listen, your animal doesn't have to have to be happy all the time. We aren't. But it's your job to see to it that they are as happy as, happy as much as possible. So in closing, um, tell us, I mean, you just told us what's going on. Where can people find you? Positivelywolf.com. Uh-huh. Uh, Facebook, PositivelyWolf. If you're right. on the Instagram, it's, uh, it's Positively.Wolf. Okay. <laughs> Twitter? Uh, same thing, PositivelyWolf. Uh, go, go to the website, and you'll see links to everything. Everything. Okay. All that. Yeah. Yeah. Will you come back? course because there's going to be so so much come come september amen just make sure you're not uh, facebook living on a sunday at eight o'clock in the morning <laughs> okay well, well it was such a treat to do facebook live on the rose parade yes i know with and we ended up generating six and a half million. Oh my gosh well that was incredible and that's and that's what made it validated that okay let's do facebook live yeah i'm actually going to do facebook live on wednesday at for the daytime Emmys, we're just I'm for for Facebook. Mm. I am the face of Facebook Live for the Emmys, the daytime Emmys, and we're going to be promoting that on Wednesday. So I'm going to be on the red carpet because uh, I'm not nominated this year. <laughs> anyway, uh, I'm I'm not better. Um, so I'm going to be I'm going to be there on the red carpet in a fabulous gown, talking with the people who are nominated. God bless them. I'm so happy for them. Yay. <laughs> um, so there's that and. I'm leaving here today, and I just want everybody to know I am going to Andrea. It's called it's called it Fashion cold. Fashion Unleashed Bark Fest at Fashion Tiffany's. Thank you very much. Fashion. Get it? Breakfast at Tiffany's. Yeah. Bark Fest at Tiffany's up at the Universal Hilton, and it benefits the Animal Hope and Wellness Foundation. Animal Hope and Wellness Foundation. I just had a lot of information in my head. Thank you, my darling, for, for, uh, for helping me with that. So anybody who wants to come to the Universal Hilton, I think the fashion show starts at noon. And I'm going to be walking, maybe carrying a little dog. Not one of mine, but doesn't matter because all dogs are wonderful. And, uh, and wearing some fabulous clothes. So make sure you get to the, to the Universal Hilton today. Today. Um, thank you so much. This is really a treat. Was it? I hope thank it was. You. I mean, because oh, yeah. Lord knows yeah. we had some interesting... Are you gonna, that was fun. That it was, was, that was, it was legendary. Fun. Yeah, yeah, in the car. You got you to gotta keep that. got to keep it, Tony, because it was funny. Okay. All right. Thank you again so much. Uh, Camille, we missed you, but we played one of your uh, repeats. Andrea, I could not do this show without you. I basically, um, you just helped me live my life uh, in the best possible way. Andrea Compton, all the way in, um, in a town just outside of Seattle. But we love you, and I thank you so much for being my producer-slash-co-host. Thank you again to my guest, guest Larry Kay. Find him on PositivelyWoof.com. Links to everything he's doing. And buy this. And let's see what this, what life's a bark. Yeah. Yep. This. All right. There you go. Tony Sweet, the handsomest man in radio. Thank you so much for everything you do for me. Listeners. 
We'll see you in two weeks. And remember, in everything you do, always attempt to, cu to cultivate the preservationist heart that will, that will see you through life. And love your animals. Listen, observe, validate, empathize, love your animals. Love them all. Okay? Thanks. We'll see you in two weeks. Bye-bye. Something tells me it's all happening at the zoo I do believe it I do believe it's true The monkeys stand for honesty Giraffes are insincere and the elephants are kindly, but they're dumb Orangutans are skeptical of changes in their cages And the zookeeper is very fond of rum Zebras are reactionaries and antelopes are missionaries Pigeons, blocked is